Welcome back to the Free by Design podcast. I'm your host, Evan Williams, and this is episode 40. On today's episode, I want to do a follow-up on the previous episode on one-bag travel. But before I get into that, I want to talk about travel, international and domestic, and travel in relation to what's going on in the world right now, the pandemic. So, depending on where you're departing from and what your destination is, your trip might actually be allowed. And it might also not be allowed. But if it is allowed, the question that comes to mind is, should you actually travel? Well, it's very subjective. But what I want to do is relay what I've actually decided for myself. So, initially in the country I'm in, the United States, the cases increased around April. They went down, and now they've skyrocketed. So I've, I'm feeling that it's just not really a good time to travel. But regardless of that, one of the things that's really weighing on me and getting me to the decision to not travel is the possibility that if I travel and I'm in a foreign country or... Um, you know, a different, a different uh, city or location, and I get sick, and I need to be hospitalized, and I take up a bed, and if there's a local that needs that bed, and they can't have that bed because I'm taking it up, and I'm stressing the infrastructure of that location, well, I, I can't live with that. I, uh, I mean, that weighs heavy on my mind, certainly enough to make me want to just stay put for now. I will say, though, that I am a bit tempted by domestic travel. And domestic travel by way of van. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really tempted to have a crack at van life. And um, I, would, I would certainly be cautious and make sure that, obviously, I'm not... I would be staying in the van, I would be getting groceries, wearing a mask, and uh, really containing my exposure during the time where things are, are still quite high as far as case count. But I feel like it's, it's a, a fairly and relatively safe way of still traveling during this pandemic. Travel alone is such a privilege and I'm lucky to have the passport I have, the job that I have, which is remote. And I'm also lucky to be from a country that has such incredible nature. So I am so grateful for this, this situation that I'm in and the, the opportunities that I have. Um, so just keeping that in mind, you know, that there's definitely a, a knee-jerk reaction to be... Um, discontent with the restrictions, but it's, it's the responsible thing to do. You could certainly travel and be very responsible and safe and precautious, but this is a really infectious disease 
and we need to be responsible just now. So, I don't know, maybe in a subsequent episode I'll be talking about some exciting van life adventures. Uh, or not, I don't know. <laughs> we shall see. But let's get into the topic for the episode. The follow-up on One Bag Travel. So on that episode, I discussed mainly the pros and cons to one bag travel and what it's like to live in one bag. And what I want to do on today's episode is talk about how I got to that level, to having every all of my possessions fit into one small laptop bag. And then I also want to go over a hypothetical, and that'll make a lot more sense in just a little bit. So let's get into it. So what I want to start out by talking about is sort of a recap on how I pared down. And if you're interested in getting some more detail around that, I covered it in its own episode. And that episode is early on in the, the series, and it's called My Simple Living Journey. So definitely check that out. But suffice to say... In 2008, I co-owned a house with my brother, and I got a job in the UK in 2013. So that precipitated me pairing back. So I went from a single-family home, it was 2,000 square feet, to a one-bedroom apartment, which was, I think, 500 or 600 square feet, to a piece of luggage, like one of those big pieces that has wheels, you could fit like a small human in. <laughs> and then I pared down to a 35 liter backpack. Then from there, a day bag that was collapsible, probably about 10 liters. And now I have the bag that you see in my Instagram feed. Um, if you are not following it, it's free by design channel. And you can find some pictures of the bag that I'm traveling with. It's basically a small black laptop bag. It's a messenger across the shoulder um, style bag. Probably like eight liters. So that was my process of um, the steps that I took and um, where I started and what I ended up with. So what I want to say is don't wait for an external catalyst to start making these changes. If you know deep down that you want to pare back some things and you want to try it out, try out minimalism, try out simple living, then do it. Don't wait for a reason. Don't wait like me for a job offer. Just do it. You can. And if you're starting in a single family home, don't let that space hold you back. I felt along the way that I have things that I'm not using, but why get rid of it? Because I have the space to keep it. Don't fall into that mindset. And there's a lot of reasons why. One that stands out is that there might be people out there that could use those things. And instead of them going and buying a new one, whatever that might be, they could have a pre-owned one, a used one. And that would limit how much material and resources need to be used. So don't hold on to it just because you have the space to keep it. Get rid of it. 
So definitely don't wait for an external catalyst. And do it because you really want to, not because you have to. It'll be so much better. If your intentions are right, and you know you want to embrace it, because deep down you feel like you're passionate about this, and it, it really kind of turns you on when you think about it, do it for that reason. And also, I don't know what your ideals are on homes. And I talked about this in a prior episode, but I feel like homes should be commoditized. And in a way, what I mean by that is I feel like they should be treated more like something that is a consumable and not something that's like an asset. Um, It just promotes better experiences and in a, a variety of different experiences but certainly depending on a lifestyle obviously for my lifestyle what i'm doing is is uh short term like month-long rentals but for people that have families owning a home you know for an extended amount of time that makes sense i get it you know longer leases and rentals that makes sense for certain people but wherever you're coming from what I'm about to talk about can certainly fit your scenario. What I, what I want to talk about is a hypothetical scenario where if I was in the position I was in before, where I owned a home, 2,000 square feet, and I felt the, the urge to pare back, and I didn't have an external catalyst to push me along, what would I do? So... Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. I think, knowing what I know now, what I would do is I would take the 2,000 square foot home. I would decide if there's space. Say you have a free bedroom open. I would clear it completely out of stuff. Then I would go over the next, I don't know, say three months, maybe six months if you want to go slowly, Maybe one month if you want to go really quickly. But over that course of time that you determine, whenever you use something, don't put it back where you got it from. Put it back into that free space, into that spare bedroom. And over the course of time, over the month, or over the three months, or over the the six months, whatever is in that, that room is what you will keep. Everything else, you can start pairing back. And if you want some tips on pairing back, again, check out that first episode on my simple living journey. I, uh, I shared some of the approaches that I took for pairing back my possessions. Anyway, the next step is deciding on, say, a piece of furniture, like a wardrobe or a bureau, and pare down the room the spare room that you filled, get all of those possessions to fit into the bureau or the wardrobe. And whatever is left in the spare bedroom, then get rid of that. And then keep going. So then you could choose, if you want, like if you get to the point where, okay, this is good enough, I don't want to get rid of anything else, then don't. It's not about, you know, it's not about putting yourself through pain or depriving yourself of anything. It's just about getting to a comfortable balance where your stuff isn't owning you. So if you want to keep going, 
then move the things from the bureau into just a drawer, like a big drawer, um, where you would put like, you know, like your mess, your like random stuff, like one of those big drawers. And then whatever is left in there, then you can pare back even more if you want to a small bag. And at that point, you're at where I would, where I am now, living out of a small laptop bag. So what we've done is we've we've basically just replicated my my journey from a single family home to a one bedroom apartment to a piece of luggage to a backpack to a very small laptop bag. So it's very feasible, it's doable, you can customize it, you can bail out whenever you want, but if you feel like you want to do this, you can. If you have a home, a single family home, and you feel like, well, I can't be a minimalist and because I have a home, no, that's not, that's not, that's not right. You certainly can, and you should. And, and a good reason, uh, a couple examples of why you should, is similar to what I experienced when I was when I was traveling and I pared down from a, a 35 liter backpack to a day bag man my back stopped hurting there was benefits to, to shedding weight and shedding stuff so the same could happen for you for example if you pare back and you then decide wow this 2,000 square foot home is way too big for me. You could sell it, possibly make a profit, and buy something cheaper and smaller. Or you could, this is extreme, <laughs> but maybe, and I would possibly do this, is if I owned a home and I paired back to an extreme level, I would have a go at van life and live out of the van and rent the house. And now you've just made passive income. So there's a whole bunch of different ways. If you don't even want to move out, you could rent all the other rooms out. Or rent one room out, depending on your scenario. You know, if you freed up space, you could potentially make money on that space in the share economy. So there's a ton of reasons why you should do it. You know, and not just fill the space that you have because it's there. Get that stuff out into the hands of people that, that need it, that want it, that would use it, and then use the space wisely. It, you know, don't let that stuff own you. Do things that you're passionate about then. You know, use that money to have some amazing experiences, the money that you're making on the space that you freed up. It's cool. It's really incredible to think about. I love thinking about these types of things. And I hope this inspired you. I hope, I hope if you're really feeling that deep down, that urge, that, that yearning to pare back, that maybe this episode is enough to push you over the edge and you, you have a go. <laughs> I think you're going to enjoy it. As always, keep cutting the noise and make room for what's essential. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please follow or subscribe to my podcast. Please also comment or leave a review. You can also follow me on Instagram under Free by Design channel.